I'm Kelsey Valletta. This is a show that empowers women to embrace their sexuality. If you're just discovering it, I want to help you find your sexy. And if you're here to celebrate it, thank you so much for sharing your confidence with me. Get ready because things are getting sexual. Hello, thank you so much for joining me for another episode and another opportunity to find your sexy. I am very excited for my guest today. I am talking to my cousin, actually, Abby Valletta, who lives in Connecticut. Um, So I'm looking at her face on the computer right now. Uh, Hi, Abby. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. I know I've, we've been talking a li- for a w- little bit about doing an interview for the, for the podcast. Um, and obviously, it's no time like the present. We're all stuck at home and have a little extra time on our hands. So, I know. It's funny, actually. I think like being stuck at home, I've connected with a lot of my friends and family who are far away more than I ever have before. I so. know. It's so weird. It's like I... I I hope we all learn a lesson from this. You know, it's like you find yourself reaching out to people that you don't talk to on a regular basis. Like I know you and I have talked a little bit more the past year since you came to Arizona and we met in Sedona. Um, But it's weird, you know, you get older and life goes on and you like don't talk to people as much. And then something like this happens and you're like, let me reach out to everyone I know. Yeah, it's definitely been different, you know. I I'm having long conversations with friends I haven't seen who live far away. They're able to come to my classes and it's just it's definitely it's funny how it works. I love that. So do you I mean you mentioned your classes. Do you want to just talk a little bit about what you do uh now for work and your story now? Yep, so I do have my own um, business, my own little practice. I am a licensed massage therapist. I am a yoga teacher. Um, I do body work. I do neuromuscular work. Um, I do a lot of work with people who have, um, you know, chronic pain issues, uh, trauma, kind of a whole lot of stuff, but sort of the connection between what goes on in the body and, and what goes on in the mind. Um, and I work to address those two things with people. I just recently started to get into um, body mind coaching, um, which is really coaching with my clients to help them make better decisions, to tune in and listen to like their inner wisdom and listen to the body's cues and what it's trying to tell them about how to make empowered decisions to be where they want to be in life. So that's been a really good addition to tie in with everything I'm already doing. Yeah, that's awesome. You do so many different things, which I think is so cool and so admirable. You have all these different components that make up your little business. And I think that's really special. It's one of those things I think that when you start doing it, well, when I first started doing it, I had to do a lot of side jobs while I got my business going. So I was waitressing, bartending, babysitting, like whatever I could do to make it work. And so as I got more into my business, you kind of keep that multifaceted part about it. Um, but as you start to learn more, it just like you get interested in all these different parts. Like there's so many techniques out there that I want to learn, um, ways I could help people. So it is, it is a field that kind of lends itself to being all over the place. Totally. And you, were you always interested in all this stuff? No, not really. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think so, which is so awesome. And like, 
now I want, I want to back up and start from the beginning of your story and okay. you can kind of take us to how you came to this point in your life. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll just stand by on that. So let's back up um, to the first time you can ever remember feeling sexy. Can you think of a time? So I knew you were going to ask me this question. I've been thinking about when the, and I, I feel like it wasn't until I was a lot older um, and until I was really on my own. Um, I think growing up and being young and like in my teenage years, I, I don't know that I would have been able to separate sexy from sex. Yeah. And I think like trying to navigate that just I don't know. Do you know what I mean? That was that's hard at that age. Yeah, definitely. And especially if you're not um, surrounded by the word or the idea a lot. Uh, I think it's absolutely understandable that the it, the reaction would be to associate it with sex. Because, mm -hmm. you know, growing up as a kid, it's like, if you're not hearing about it, you're seeing it in media usually associated with sex. So I think that that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I think like I started to date and I don't know, I just didn't make the best decisions. I, you know, didn't date guys who really valued me or respected me, I guess. And I just, I, you know, I don't feel like I really had a handle on that until I got older. Um, I met my now ex-husband when I was 19 um, we were together for like seven years. We had gotten married. And so it wasn't until we got divorced when I was 26 that I was really on my own. I had had like boyfriends and then we met in college and it was just sort of a long time. So it wasn't until I was 26 that I was on my own that I think I really first started to be like, feel that sexy, that confidence, you know, and, and what am I going to do? Who am I going to be? Um, and really kind of start to look at those decisions. What do you think, uh, you know, helped make you feel sexy when you were finally on your own. Cause I think that, I think that that's so interesting. Cause I think for a lot of people that might be a time in their life where they didn't feel sexy. So I think it's interesting that for you, that's when you first started to feel sexy. Was it like this sense of freedom or empowerment or making decisions like only for yourself? What do you think it was when you look back at that? I think all of the things you just said, um, but also I think what it really comes down to is I just wasn't living my truth. And so, you know, I just sort of was in college. I met this guy, we got along. So you think the next step is graduate marriage, get a job. You know, I didn't like what I went to school for. I didn't like my job when I got out, you know, and it just sort of, I just went with what I was supposed to do for all those years. So it wasn't until I got divorced that, you know, I, I had been married to him, living with him. I was just like, I don't think this is who I am. You know, I don't think this is the kind of job I'm going to work. And this is the guy I'm going to be with. And like, I just don't think any of this is, is where I want to be or where I'm supposed to be. And so getting out of that was actually in a lot of ways, a really freeing experience. Um, and I remember that being a little confusing for people when they would talk to me about it, you know, because people expect you to be like eating ice cream and disappointed at home. 
Um, but I was young and it was just, it was this experience of like, okay, now I get to go out, have fun, um, find out what I want to do, who I want to be and kind of get a fresh start. Yeah. I think that that also takes a lot of courage too. I just want to say that because that's, it's not easy to pull yourself out of a situation that, you know, is comfortable, but you might know that it's not, like you said, you're not living your truth. Um, so I, I feel like that, that was very brave in a way, which might sound weird, but, um, I think that, that, that is very admirable that you were able to recognize that within yourself and make the best decision, you know, for your, for your life and what makes you happy. So, you know, what were the first steps that you started taking? Like when you got divorced and you were officially on your own, did you have an idea? Like you mentioned that you had a job that you didn't love. I, did you quit your job at that point? Or when did you start to make these changes in your life that was going towards what it is that, you know, makes you happy? That's a lot of time to cover, but <laughs> it's a lot of things. Um, okay. I would say like at the point that I made that decision. So I had gotten out of school. I had worked a desk job as a scientist. Um, I didn't like it. I jumped around a little bit. I tried a different company, didn't like it. Um, that was around the time we got married. Um, and then I ended up actually working as a personal trainer for a little bit during that time. Um, so I sort of started to make that transition. Um, and I was working as a personal trainer. I was working in the gym with clients. Um, I found myself really drawn to clients who had injuries, needed modifications for their exercises, um, to really working with those people. Um, as time went on, I think it just, you know what I think it really was? I, I had decided to go to massage school and, um, cause I kind of knew that was the next step. I had worked with someone who was a body worker who did what I do. Um, and I was like, that's super cool. I want to learn how to help people. I was working in the gym with people. Um, and all that time in the car, my school was really far away and it was like a three hour drive there and back. Oh and yeah, it was really far. I don't know why I did that. And I think it was all that time in the car, honestly, to think, to think. And I was just like not happy. Like things weren't bad, but I just wasn't living my truth. I wasn't I was sort of stepping in the right direction. Um, he wanted to have kids. I like knew when I got out of school that I wanted to do something with it. Um, I just knew something had to give. And once I made that decision and got out on my own, then it just all snowballed from there. Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm laughing that you said all that time in the car. Cause I can totally relate. <laughs> I love my car time. And I feel like that's when I've gotten some of the ideas that I'm most excited about is sitting in the car. Mm -hmm. So I can totally relate. And it sounds like, um, you deciding to, you know, become a personal trainer, um, and start working in the gyms was really the beginning of all of this. Mm -hmm. I remember my whole family thought I was crazy. I got a college degree and then I quit my day job to work in a gym and, you know, then I waitress really, they were just like, Oh my gosh, you're insane. But it did end up all working out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, because now you are living your truth and you know, you have your own little business, which is totally worth it. 
Mm -hmm. And something you had said earlier had kind of reminded me too, when I first decided to get divorced, you know, it's a big decision. And like mm -hmm. you had said, oh, it's so brave. Um, you know, things weren't awful, but I think we both wanted something different and it was best for both of us to split up like we did. Um, and, you know, you feel kind of conflicted. Your family isn't thrilled. It's a hard thing. But once I started really getting out on my own and talking to other people, I was amazed by the amount of women who had come forward and been like, good for you. I wish I divorced my husband 10 years sooner. Um, I knew the day I married him, it wasn't going to work. And I waited for 20 years, things like that. And I just couldn't, I couldn't believe the amount of women who came out of the woodwork with just a totally different view on it than I had gotten from my friends and family. Yeah, it's kind of like an outside opinion of people who could relate to you because they've mm -hmm. gone through something similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about that part of your story that, you know, you're in now, you're present. How, how has, you know, these decisions that you've made to shape your life into what I will assume is like your dream job, your dream life for you to you know, be able to do what you love and have your own business doing it. Um, how has that impacted just your confidence, your sexuality as a woman, and just how you feel about yourself day to day? It's definitely helped. It's definitely helped. Um, I mean, I've always been a pretty confident type, so I have to say. Um, but I think the ability to do my own thing and really do what I want the way I want to do it has made me just a lot more fulfilled. Um, I never loved working for other people or, um, you know, doing jobs that just seemed, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the point, you know, this way I get to create what I want to create. I get to share what I want to share, help who I want to help. I get to sort of call the shots, um, which has been really nice. And it's really empowering because, you know, it's like, I don't really need anyone else. I'm making it all happen um, for myself. It can be overwhelming too, but it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Did I oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I love that. It's amazing. I love that. You just said it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So you know, I know, I mean, obviously I know you have sisters. <laughs> um, no, I just want to say, cause I, I want to get into your, to your sexy, but you know, I know that you and I have never really talked about sex, sexuality, the idea of sexy. Um, obviously we saw each other when we were a lot younger more often. So mm -hmm. understandable why we weren't having those conversations. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, really glad to be talking with you about it today. Did, was that a conversation ever? Cause you grew up, it was you and three sisters. There's the four of you girls. Um, did you learn anything like from your sisters? Was it ever a conversation? I just, I'm always so curious because I don't, you know, I don't have a sister. I just have a, a brother. So I'm not talking about that with him. Um, what was that like? having sisters growing up like yeah like and um how do you feel like that impacted your sexuality or did did you guys ever talk about it at all i'm just so curious yeah i would say we were pretty close 
me and my sisters growing up and we're all pretty close in age um as you know yeah (laughs) listeners do not um so like we all went through high school at the same time and um college at the same time and yeah we definitely would talk about boys and talk about sex i think i learned a lot about sex from my older sister um not as much as like you might think i guess not having a sister but like it we definitely talked about it um i always felt like having sisters especially because i have i'm the third so i have two older sisters um was really nice because they're kind of like there for you for the stuff you wouldn't necessarily ask your mom or your dad um you know they would always like pick me up when i was somewhere i wasn't supposed to be and um answer kind of the questions that you wouldn't necessarily go to a parent for yeah totally i feel like it it's almost like i imagine it being the start of your own little because you know i feel like i on this show i talk about the importance of having a community that you feel like you can talk to about stuff and i I just, I imagine you and your sisters being like that. And it's like, it's cool. Cause I feel like you guys are all, um, very personable. And I feel like a big, a big part of that is probably the fact that you all grew up together and went to each other for things. And you carry that on into all of your own lives with, you know, the, the community that you have and the women in your lives. I was just curious. I just think that it's an experience I didn't have. It's funny. I never really thought about it till you said that, like, cause I've always had sisters. Yeah. So it's hard to think about what it would be like to even be any different, but yeah, you know, they were, oh, they were there for me a lot growing up. Um, and we spent a lot of time together. I mean, yeah, they're, they're definitely were like, you know, like having, it's kind of like having second moms, but they're like, they don't yell at you. for <laughs> Just the perks of it, right? Perks, no? The perks of second moms. <laughs> I nice. love that. That's probably how my brother feels about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably. Just exactly. I don't know. I'd be curious what my oldest sister, what Carly would say, you know? Yeah, that's true. We'll have to ask her. A younger one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's, um, let's talk about your sexy a little bit. Okay. Um, so at this point in your life, what are the things that satisfy you and bring you joy the most? And is there anything that has really changed um, when it comes to what, what satisfies you in life? Yes. At this point, I would say what satisfies me in life is being by myself more. And that's changed. Um, a lot from growing up. Um, Can I just ask you real quick? What is yeah. it that you love about being by yourself? Why, like, why do you love that time? I don't know. Why do I love it? I guess I just get to, you know, it's like you always, there's so much like noise always in life. And it's just that time to be like, ah. <sighs> to me I want to go out I want to be social just do my thing do what I gotta do be at home spend time with myself (laughs) I totally I'm the same way I could like be by myself all day long and I love it (laughs) so I'm just I was just curious what what your reasons were but yeah I because are you more of an extrovert 
I'm definitely an extrovert. Yeah, I would totally get that. So I'm kind of, I'm surprised you love being alone, but I think as I get older, I like it more, you know, yeah. so I, like growing up, I always like had a lot of friends and went out a lot and, you know, like kind of kept my mind busier with all the external distractions. And as I get older, I'm more content, just like staying in, laying low, hanging out. And I feel like because of what you do for work too, like that is, I guess that doesn't surprise me when I think about it. I mean, you're talking about being a mind body coach. It's like, you probably enjoy exploring that and it totally relates to, to what you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Please continue. What else? What else? What else satisfies me? I mean, does it have to be deep? No, whatever. Yeah. Cleaning. I love cleaning my house. That gives me so much joy. It sparks so much joy. <laughs> um, what else? I would say definitely my current relationship, which is very the different than every relationship I've had before. Um, he just really like gets me. Um, and he's just really like supportive kind of no matter what. Um, and that's really nice just to feel that like, you know, constant support and constant understanding from another person. Yeah. That's important. Um, okay. So what about your ego? Let's talk about your ego, which is the E. Um, and I'll just remind you that, you know, your ego, the way I define it is really just what you think about yourself and, um, your self image when you look in the mirror, you know, for a lot of us, it's, it's an ongoing, you know, journey. Um, so what is your relationship like with yourself now? And I'll, I'll ask the same question. How has that changed? I would say, I mean, I definitely struggled with self image growing up. I mean, who doesn't really? Um, but I always was really confident and I always put on a really confident front. Um, so probably a lot of people wouldn't even guess that cause I did always present myself very, um, confidently, I guess. Um, and I've never super, even as a kid, really still as an adult, um, I never really cared about external opinions of other people. Um, I never was peer pressured that easily or like felt like I need to change myself for what someone else said. I actually think as I get older, I care more than I ever did when I was younger. How interesting. Um, but still like not easily influenced by, um, yeah. by other people's opinions. I think as I own a business more, that is part of why that sets in is because, you know, there's all these other businesses and yoga teachers that I'm, it's all this like, you're competing, you're trying to keep up, you're trying to make sure you're doing the right things. And what yeah, it's more like, it's more from a professional, like professionally, you kind of care more because that's your baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think right now, like the world we live in, which for me has been really exhausting the last couple of years is it's just this constant branding. Yeah. I know we've talked about that before. So that's and like the hardest thing sometimes. That's hard. You know, like I think growing up, we didn't have as much of that. We didn't really have social media and mm -hmm. phones and all this that we have now. So um, 
And especially since I'm putting out for my business, it's like, I've got a, I don't know. I'm yeah. everything I post, everything I say on there kind of has to be on brand. Yeah. And, and that can be really, I think that's part of why it's gotten harder as I get older. Um, is I feel like I'm constantly worrying about the image that I put out because of, because of my business. Yeah, totally. I can absolutely relate. Um, I was laughing there for a, for a second because I was thinking, you know, you said when we, when we were growing up, we didn't have like social media or anything, which is so true. Um, I'm thinking about how instead of, you know, us being together, taking pictures to post on Instagram, we were making up songs about Hershey's bars singing. <laughs> That's what we, we did. Cool. <laughs> That's what we did. We were pretty cool. We, we, made up, we made up songs, you know. We kept ourselves entertained, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like, uh, yeah, I feel like what a 12-year-old, like a 12-year-old now would seem way cooler than when we were 12 because they've probably branded themselves online yeah, I can't imagine being young in this day and age right now I can't I mean either I get stressed out when I post on my Instagram three times a week and I'm like oh my god what am I gonna post what am I gonna do yeah I can't imagine yeah because like you said when you're younger you uh are already struggling kind of with self-image and all that oh man that has to be tough yeah, like I can't even imagine. I think back to when I was young, you know, and you're like, yeah, you've got all your little friends and you're trying to, I used to cry every time I put on a bathing suit. I remember when I was little, you know, it's just like, yeah. I imagine adding social media into yeah. that. Yeah, um, But yeah, and bringing it back to what you were saying. Um, yeah, I can, I can absolutely understand why, you know, the external opinions come into play a little bit more now as you're an adult. Mm -hmm. um you know it's because you're trying to make a name for yourself and what it is that you're doing and you know you want people to um relate to it and respect it and yeah that's very that's very interesting I'm sure anybody who's in a similar position as you can absolutely relate yeah yeah and I mean I'm sure you can relate I think too when you are doing something publicly like running a business like everybody has something to say. Oh yeah. About the times you have your classes and the way you do your schedule and the way that you, you know, you cater to client, whatever it is. You know, yeah. everybody's got an opinion all of a sudden about how, how to run my business. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. Like how was that really hard for you at first or did you kind of just always like not let it get to you? I would say I go back and forth because a lot of times as I'm trying to make decisions as a business owner, you know, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just out here trying to make it work. Yeah. Or gives you a manual on how to run a successful business. Um, so a lot of times, like I'm asking for support, like I'm asking someone what I should do. And then like, I don't like their response or, you know, sometimes it is fully unsolicited. Um, I think um, something that, I'm really strong with is, is boundaries with, with clients. And, um, that's something I think that comes up a lot. Um, I've had people, um, say to me, like you, you know, you should 
cater your schedule to your clients and you should take them whenever you want and you should never turn away a client. You, you need the money, you know, and I just kind of don't, I don't tend to, to look at it that way. Yeah. Um, I try to keep my schedule, my schedule and kind of have my clients try to work, work around what works for me. So crazy. (laughs) That's totally understandable. I mean, you have to have a a work-life balance and have time to do all the things for your business behind the scenes too, that aren't just, just working with the client physically. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause there's not even that much of it that is hands on. You know what I mean? Like there is only so many clients I can see in a day or in a week. So then there's all the web and the behind the scenes. Um, but definitely that's one of the things that, that can be hard. I think, um, yeah, people do have a lot of opinions about, about everything. Yeah. Unsolicited opinions are the best. Mm-hmm. That's my what fav- we love. My so. favorite, my fave. <laughs> um, okay. So I feel like, you know, we, you kind of, we talked about the external opinions. I know I rolled right oh, into that's totally fine. Opinion. They go so hand in hand. It does. It does. They're back to back, you know, for a reason. Not that I invented the word sexy, but it just happened to work out that way. And I feel like it fits. Um, okay. So let's talk about, about the why, which is yearn. So, you know, obviously I feel like your life has taken you to this place where you seem very fulfilled and happy. And at one point, this is what you yearned for. And obviously it's not over. So what, you know, what is next for you? And it doesn't even have to be obviously just professionally, but just in general, what, what are you looking forward to next? I think... I mean, you definitely nailed it with that. Like it just so it's constantly changing that it's hard to even know if you had asked me even five years ago, if I would be doing what I'm doing right now, I would have been like, no, you're crazy. You know, absolutely not. I never thought I would have been a massage therapist or touched people for a living. Like, (laughs) you know, like I, it's so funny how things have changed. Um, yeah. So I don't even, it's hard for me to even imagine. Um, I'm taking, I'm, I'm doing this new coaching and that's been really amazing. Um, and at some point I do want to tie together once we're allowed out of the house, um, the coaching and the body work and the yoga kind of all together for clients to make like a really cool experience. Yeah. I don't know what's next for me. I I'm trying to remain kind of open to what, happens um and not get too attached i i there are times where i see myself um really expanding and maybe doing like a wellness center and having different practitioners and different things and then there are times i could see myself like scaling back a little um and doing more like virtual like more flexible hours where i'm not so committed and can kind of just do my own thing so i I think right now I'm, I'm between the two. It's like, I could really push this whole thing forward, expand, take on extra stuff, or I could, you know, keep doing my solo practice, which is really nice and not stressful to have to worry about anyone else. Um, I've thought about even maybe at some point bringing, you know, having a home office where instead of having a space where I take clients, they can come, you know, right to my house or who knows. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, with everything happening right now, everything is so unknown and up in the air. It's kind of like, 
I'm, I like what you said. You're just kind of seeing what happens, taking it day by day. Um, I think that's really smart. I, I need to do that more. <laughs> so that's a good reminder. Just taking it day by day. It's hard. You know, I have a real tendency to like over plan. Yeah. And I think early in life, like I've always done that. Like I, Josh makes fun of me, but like, you know, I'll be like, what's our plan tomorrow for our day off? He's like, why can't we just have a day without a plan, Abby? Like, it's going to be okay. But my That's whole life, for me. I, I planned and I, you know, I planned and I went to college and I got that degree and I planned and I got that job and I got married and we bought the house and like, it didn't bring me anything that I thought I, I didn't feel the way I thought I would feel. Um, you can't really outplan your life. Um, so once things switched and, you know, and I've sort of seen like, okay, I started with this one modality and then I started to realize like, wait, you know, when I'm working with these people, what's showing up in their muscles is so directly correlated to what's going on in their lives, to what's going on you know, to what happened to them. Sometimes I'll be working on a, you know, on a shoulder, working on someone's hip and they'll start talking to me about, you know, some huge event in their life, a, a, a death that they, in their family, a grief that they went through. Um, sometimes people will talk to me about like a really traumatic experience or something that happened as a little kid that, you know, registered its trauma. And I started to realize like this stuff is really showing up in the body. It, the body is holding on to these experiences and by through the body work and through the conversation that I'm having with people, they're, they're sort of able to like let it out and let it go. Um, and it's just evolved. So honestly, it's evolved so much as I've gone that I, tr I really, with my work, it's the one thing that I try not to over plan. Um, when I have a client, I don't pre-plan. I don't think about what we're going to do. I don't keep notes. I don't look back at any notes. I see what happens when they show up. I go with the energy. I go with what the body wants, kind of wants, and then, and then take it from there. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, you know, you're talking about how, how you really realized that, you know, what people have gone through or are dealing with emotionally is held in the body. And, you know, I really learned that from you when you came, when I met you in Sedona um, last summer when you came out here and, you know, I, I had like told you at the beginning of our, you know, I think when we were getting lunch, how I struggle with TMJ and how my, you know, I've had some jaw issues the past year and it's just kind of constant pain. And then later in the day, I just like broke down and cried to you about how like, I felt so bad how, you know, when you went to ASU and I went to ASU, I feel like I wasn't like present enough, like there and didn't see you enough. And I feel so bad. And, and you just started laughing. Well, <laughs> that sounds, you, you, you were laughing, which is totally fine because you know me. And you were like, Kelsey, no wonder you have jaw problems. You've been holding on to this. You've been holding on to this. And I was, I was like, like oh you've been holding on to that for 10 years. <laughs> And I truly, I truly was. And cause that's, that is how I am. And that is something that ever since that day, when I was driving back to Phoenix, a hundred percent, no lie. My jaw did not hurt after we talked about that. My jaw felt so much better. And, um, you know, it's something I've just been aware of ever since is like, okay, I just need to like stop holding on to things. Cause that's by nature, how I am is like, I'll think about 
you know, relationships that I have with anybody and like in the past and if things, you know, didn't work out how I thought they were going to, or I feel guilty. And I, I innately, I realized, hold on to that. So I feel like, um, yeah, I just, I learned that from you and I'm much more aware of it. And I feel like it's made such a big difference mm-hmm. in day-to-day life, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, guilt is a big one. You know, shame, a lot yeah. of those emotions really, they hang on, yeah. you know? And sometimes you even can have little like flashes. You ever have where you have a little flash of a memory from when from yeah, your past? Isn't you're that like, weird? You're like, why did that just come to me? Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, that's odd. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's interesting the the stories that we hold on to. When I was out in Sedona and I saw you, I had gotten a bunch of work done. I worked with a, a shamanic healer and a few other people. I was out there and some stuff came up. Um, that I have been holding on to that like I never would have in a million years have thought that that was important enough to stick around like I had a memory pop up of um, in kindergarten I bumped heads with a kid at recess and like that memory has come up to me now in the last year like three times I'm like why am I holding <laughs> what happened that day um, and so it's it's really fascinating it's really fascinating yeah and I feel like um it's also empowering when you realize that you're doing it because I feel like it makes you feel like you have a sense of control and trying to better yourself and better your life, which of course I'll relate it back to how that in turn just makes you feel sexier as a human being, you know, um, because you're aware of what you're thinking and what you're feeling and how, how you're letting it affect your body. And I mean, I don't need to tell you this. You obviously know this is what you do, but um, you know, I obviously feel like it absolutely relates to our our sexy because you know, when we when we recognize and we and we make a decision to better ourselves, it just impacts the rest of our life. For sure, for sure, a hundred percent. I know. I love this idea that that like sexy and empowerment are kind of the same, one and the same. It is a cool feeling when you are able to kind of recognize where you've been stuck. And um, I think accessing that through the body is a really powerful way to do it. If, if people are open to that, that's, I do it through the body work, the coaching, the, the yoga. Um, but to really be able to, like you said, like to make change, like to take your own life into control and to realize like where you have patterns, bad patterns, that have developed because of these situations you've held on to and you've sort of owned that it's like that's that's my truth and it's not necessarily anymore it's no longer relevant to you anymore so sometimes it can be really powerful for people to um to work through that yeah so in case somebody's listening and thinking like okay i'm interested in uncovering those things like where do i start like do you have advice on maybe a certain modality to begin with? So there are so many amazing modalities out there. And I think that's what I told you that day was like, I could help you, but I live across the country. So I think I gave you a couple modalities and was like, look for someone in your area who, who comes highly recommended. Um, One technique that I'm trained in is craniosacral therapy. And that can be really, really effective 
Um, it's an energy work that can be really, really effective at um, working through some of the stuff we're talking about. Um, Reiki, which I know you had interviewed someone who does Reiki, yeah. um, can also be, I'm not trained in it, but it can be a really powerful tool, I'm told. Um, what else would be a good starting point? Honestly, there is so much out there that I, when people ask me that, I hate to pigeonhole it into like two or three good modalities because like there are so many talented humans out there um, who would be capable of, of kind of, I mean, really it's all within. You have all the tools within you. Um, let's start with that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You have all the tools within you. You do. You have all the tools of healing within you. So even, you know, just starting a meditation practice or a YouTube at home yoga practice could be a huge step for someone. Um, seeking out a healer who does a, some of these energy work modalities can be really helpful or a coach or someone who can just help to get the gears turning and help kind of point you in the right direction. Um, yeah, that's something I, I really try to highlight to clients. One of my biggest pet peeves is when clients will say, Oh, you, I come in and, and you fix me. And I'm like, I don't fix you. I don't do anything. <laughs> I just hold space and show you the path and you're doing everything on your own. Um, so that's, that's a really important thing for people to realize is that you don't need a fancy technique or tool. It's, it's all within you. Um, and yeah. I think a lot of times as you start to own that, the universe sort of presents you with the path yeah. and the people who can help you out along the way. I think that's a, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to get into, you know, how people can find you, but first I want to know, um, what does sexy mean to you now? I think now sexy means to me like owning who I am and owning that truth. I've had such a major shift over the last five years um, since getting divorced, opening my business, totally switching careers. And like, I've done so much work on myself um, with different healers and meditation and yoga. Um, and so like at this point, just, yeah, that like what I consider my sexy, that makes me feel sexy. is just like knowing that I'm being true to who I really am. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's beautiful. I think, I mean, there's no other way to be. I think that that's, that that's, um, the goal for everyone, right. To live their life like that. So what is one physical trait about yourself that you feel like is sexy? Ooh, physical trait. I like my butt. Am I allowed to say I have a cute butt? Oh, you're allowed to say that girl. I always tell everyone that they need to remind themselves that they have a nice butt. So I love that that's your answer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Definitely my butt. (laughs) Okay. I love that. My butt. You are allowed. Say it loud. Say it proud. (laughs) And okay. So then we know you love your butt. What is one character trait of yours that you find very sexy? One character trait. Authenticity. Can I make that? Ooh, yeah. Um, definitely, you know, I, I, my whole life I've been told that I, what do they say? Go by the beat of a different drum. <laughs> what does they try to say nicely? Yeah. You, like you beat to your, 
I don't know. What is yeah. he saying? Beat to your I own drum? Something, something like, like that. that. Something about a beat and a drum. <laughs> something about a drum. Um, and you're like, well, I play the guitar, so I'm <laughs> okay. And I think that kind of ties into how we were saying earlier that I don't let people's kind of opinions get to me. Like I definitely have kind of being authentic has, has been something that's been a part of me, a value of mine for a really long time. And there are times I get a little off track with it. Um, but that is a character trait that, that I'm really happy to have. And I think it is why I, you know, have my own business and have kind of the independence that I do right now. Yeah. I will say I've obviously had the honor of knowing you for my whole life. So I obviously know you and, uh, I like before you even said it, like that is a word I would use to describe you. Absolutely. And I totally admire that about you. You've always just been so, um, yourself and who you are and have not really worried what anyone else has to say or think about it. Um, and yeah, I've always admired that about you. You're extremely authentic. That's sweet. Yeah, no, I mean that. Um, okay, well, I would love for you to share with everyone um, if you want to tell us like where your business is located in case anybody around you is interested, um, what offerings you know you're offering sounds weird. What offerings you're offering online right now um, while everyone's at home? Um, I will say real quick, I, so obviously, you know, I took your, your yoga class this morning. So Abby does these virtual yoga classes right now, um, which I'm like, obviously I've talked about on here that I'm a huge bar three fan. So I haven't really done a lot of yoga, but I've tried it. Um, but I got up really early to do her yoga class at 7am my time, which was 10am your time. Um, and it was so, I loved it because it was very gentle and I felt like I was able to do a lot of stretching and allow a lot of movement into my body. Um, and it required me to be patient, which I know I told you was a little difficult for me because I'm just used to working out like go, 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 and not holding a certain position for a while. Um, but it was very relaxing. It was a great way to start the day. So highly recommend if you can hop on, but let, let us know more about, about where to find me. Yeah. So the name of my business is Apargraha Healing Arts. Um, a little tricky to spell. I'm in Deep River, Connecticut. Um, and what does that mean? Will you just share that real quick? Why you I knew you were going to So Apargraha, it's a, it's an idea in yoga. It's one of the, um, one of the yamas, which is, Yama or Niyama? I'm pretty sure it's a Yama, which are like the tenets of yoga, kind of like the do's and don'ts of yoga. And it's non-attachment. And so it's this idea of not being attached to like material possessions, like letting go of your attachment to material possessions. But it's also this idea of not getting attached to the past or the future, not getting too attached to what's going to happen or too attached to what did happen, which we talked about in this episode already. Yep. Um, and really like letting go of the attachment to those things so that you can move forward. So it's the perfect name for your business. It's a perfect name. I know it's so hard to spell and it's really hard to say. And 
I got a lot of flack about it when I decided to choose it, but I was like, it just, it works so well. It does. I might change it at some point, but for right now, we're at Aparagraha Healing Art. Aparagraha. 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 Okay. And, um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook there at Aparagraha Healing Arts. It is A-P-A-R-I-G-R-A-H-A. Um, I'll tag it too. So yeah, you could tag me. Easy to find. Um, I am doing right now, I'm doing virtual yoga classes. I could do private classes as well. And I am also doing the body mind coaching virtually. Um, and that's like a really cool technique. What we do is like talk a little bit about what's coming up for my clients right now, what's going on with them and really teach them to tune in and listen to their body to sort of see if they're living that truth, like listen to their inner wisdom, to their body, to see like, am I making decisions towards who I want to be and where I want to be? Or what am I doing that's keeping me stuck, holding me stuck? And how can I make little changes to be where I want to be? Um, so it's pretty powerful and that I can do virtually always. So and how do they like book that with you through your website? I do have online booking on my website um, and they can book a free 10 or 15 minute phone call to, to talk a little bit more about it and see if it's something that would work for them. Um, I'm also, um, for people who are really interested in the coaching, I can do intensive programs. And so what that would be is like a few weeks where we might have a few coaching calls. And, you know, I also can include yoga and meditations and look, little steps for them along the way to kind of stay on track. Um, if that's something they're interested in and I do, I have online booking, but they could just reach out, send an email DM. It doesn't matter. Okay. I feel like that's such a great tool for people to utilize, especially right now with so many people at home. Um, you know, whether you're working from home or not working from home, um, it's just using this time to really look inward and figure out like, you know, what we really are all about and what we want and this will probably never happen again in our lifetime where we're all just, you know, and like, how lucky are we that we get to be, you know, in our homes, um, comfortable, just like hanging out. <laughs> um, so I just, I think it would be, it's such a great time to, you know, mm -hmm. explore who we are and how we want to grow and get on what you said, like the universe putting that path in front of us. Mm -hmm. of you know where we're meant to to go in life I think right now with everybody being home like you and I had talked a little about how we like being alone with our own thoughts yeah. I think for a lot of people right now they're really struggling with that slowing yeah. down it's like how you felt in yoga this morning yeah um, they're having to be still and be with their thoughts and be with all that the feelings that they normally can keep themselves really busy and distracted um so I think a lot of people are just needing a lot of support right now. Yeah, you're right. And I, I did have a conversation with um, someone yesterday who has a family and talking about, you know, being at home and always making sure like, you know, now it's three meals a day that, that she's making sure her family has. And I didn't even think about that because that's not my situation. You know, like I'm, I love being alone. I'm an introvert. I'm here home all day worrying about no one but me while I'm here and eating what I want, when I want, doing whatever the hell I want to do. Um, so maybe also for those people who, you know, obviously are taking care of other people and don't have, I guess, all that time for themselves, it could be a good outlet, whether it's, 
you know, a mind body coaching session to explore themselves or even just the yoga class, however many times a week, just taking that time to do something for yourself. I keep saying the same thing. Like I can't imagine being home with little kids or yeah, like a whole family to take care of. And I think a lot of people in that situation are just having a hard time, like navigating how to have a routine. If it makes sense to have a routine, how to find any time for themselves. It's, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot right now. Yeah. And I will say like, and I thought this when I was doing your yoga class this morning that, you know, I'm still doing my workouts. I'm still doing my bar three workouts from home Mm -hmm. pretty much every day that I'm here. Um, but it's like doing the yoga was so different because it's like, I'm making sure I'm getting my workout in, but am I making sure that I'm taking time to stretch and breathe and give my body that, that space and that, you know, relaxation it needs, um, in order to heal my body in other ways, you know, like it was a, it was an eye opener. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, like you kind of touch on this, like to take care of yourself in that way really makes you show up better at your job or yeah. with your family, you know, like if you take that time to really take care of yourself and, and look at that part of yourself, then you could be a little more patient with your kids or with your husband or, or whatever. Um, so it's important, it's important that people do it right now, but you know, it's so hard too. I so get it. It's such an important time to be taking care of yourself and there's so much going on and yeah. And some people don't have, you know, the, the luxury or the availability to as well, you know? Yeah. Like you and I do for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Great. Yeah. For, you know, telling your story and learning a little bit more about your, your sexy and your confidence and, um, you know, sharing how you made changes in your life to feel more empowered and feel like you're living your truth. And, you know, I think it's fair to say that that's made you feel sexier as a woman. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really appreciate you um, taking the time to talk with me and share your story. I'm so glad that you asked me to do this. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks. All right, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Abby. Thanks. I know. You're like, I really appreciate you listening. Um, If you guys have any questions, uh, reach out. I know Abby talked about where you can find her. for her, everything that she offers, even virtually right now while you're stuck at home. Um, so you don't have to be in Connecticut to get help from her. Um, but obviously if you are, once, you know, the world opens back up, um, (laughs) go ahead and visit her in deep river, Connecticut and, um, continue to discover your truth. I think is really the, the core of what we talked about here and figure out like what makes you, you and, who you really are and what your truth is and what you want. And ultimately that will help you find your sexy in life. All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, go out there and find your sexy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information on find your sexy and for all things podcast related, visit my website, gettingsexual.com. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy. 